welcome to the Tenacious Woman Podcast, where our mission is to help women heal from abuse, discover their purpose, and impact others using the Tenacious Woman Hello there, lovely ladies. Welcome to the Tenacious Woman Podcast. We are doing a survivor interview today. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Teresa Froggett. Froggett. <laughs> Teresa, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I'm, uh, I'm honored. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your backstory and what you've been through? Uh, my backstory started when I was two. Um, I had my first um, near life experience uh, when my babysitter at the time was abusing us, my sister and I, and I was crying. Well, we were crying a lot and he decided he was going to try and drown us. And that's where my, my life started. So obviously I'm still here. So that went well. <laughs> my mother ended up calling during the whole episode and he had to release us to go answer the phone. So because, and then the next day my mother found a, a daycare for us. Like it was just like, and she didn't know what was happening. She only found out later on when my sister uh, actually told her what had happened. And then at five years old, my mother had a new boyfriend. And then that, uh, that's when the other abuse started happening. So from five to 13, I was sexually abused from my stepfather. And then uh, I finally told my mother uh, when I was 13. And then she kicked him out. And then at 18 years old, I met the father of my kids, my two children, my two boys who are now uh, 26 and 25. And he started abusing me physically, sexually, emotionally, financially at the age of 18. And that lasted till I was 33. And at 33, I finally decided to let that one go, which was very, very hard after a few near-death experiences in that relationship. Uh, and then I got cancer, but that was just because of the negativity that I was living with and what... I projected onto myself because I was so angry with what what had happened. And then he never went to jail. He never got, he got uh, a detox. That's what he got for my 15 years of, of torture. So I was very upset and I kept that with me for, for, for 12 years because I left in 2008. And so from 2008 to 2016, that was when I was diagnosed. And I had my operation and yeah, my life was just like difficult, to say the least. very difficult. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a really great point that you bring up about the cancer, because one of the things that I coach and I teach on is that our emotions, our unprocessed emotions is what causes the disease within us. And don't learn how to process these emotions, how to release that anger and that guilt and that frustration and that resentment, then that's where these health problems start to come in. How, what made you or helped you to make that connection? Um, I only made this connection in 2019 because my cancer came back. <laughs> 
So I had a, like a major surgery in 2016 and they removed half of my back because my emotions were always in my, in my back. So the tumor grew in my lumbar muscle and it was so close to vertebrae that they had to remove vertebrae as well. Like they took out a lot. They took out three quarters of three vertebrae, my lumbar muscle, two muscles from the shoulder to the pelvis, one inch by four inches of the pelvis and the S1 sacrum. And they put me back together with two rods and seven screws. Oh my goodness. And I had trouble walking for like three years and I was still, and then I was even angrier. Mm. Like I was angry before, but then I was angrier even more after my operation because the doctor had said that I had received a, an impact in my back, which I knew because my, the father of my kids had a special place that he really liked to hit like continuously because it wasn't obvious. It wasn't in the face. It wasn't like physically apparent. So his favorite spot was in the, in the back. And the doctor said, oh, well, this is due to uh, an impact. And I'm like, oh, really? So then my mind just like went to this deep negative uh, like I was just like a bubbling cauldron, if you want to say it like that, with like the frustration and the anger just like got worse and got worse. And then he told me once, the father of my children, that I, he would always have control over me, even if I would leave him or not. And and that when the doctor said that, that just came back, and I'm like, and then I just started to swear. <laughs> I was just like so angry. And then in 2019, my cancer came back because I was still angry and I had not made the connection. The day that I made the connection is the day that I really was hanging onto walls at work. Uh, and I was still working, even though I was having trouble walking, functioning, like it was, it was really hard. And then the owner said, Oh, you should go see a natural path. Like I know a guy who could help you. And when I saw the natural path, he didn't even ask me any questions. He just said, wow, you're awful. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. <laughs> So he, <laughs> so he unblocked all of my nervous system. And then that day I was able to, I was limping, but I was walking uh -huh. and I started to realize like, it was like an awakening for me. I started to listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza as well. I was starting to listen to Tony Ro and I'm finally going to an event uh, in January. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I didn't, when I, when I first learned about him in 2019, that's when I also started opening up and realizing that everything that I was creating was my fault. Wow. So I was able to let go of all the, the nightmares that I had for the last, what, 20 some odd years. Mm -hmm. I used to have nightmares every night and I even broke my hip from a nightmare. Like at one point, cause I had done chemo and my, my body was so weak and so frail that when I woke up from the nightmare, my hip, my pelvis broke. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. okay, I, I really need to fix my life. Like, and then I just, so as of 2019, July, 2019 is when my life literally turned around. Like I'm 46 now. So my life, most of my life was, was trauma. Like that's all I knew. So I was like stuck in this victim mode and people would say, oh, I, I, I have such pity for you. And I'm like, why are you pitying me? And I was so angry when they would say it, but I was playing the victim without even realizing that I was playing the victim. And I'm just like, 
Oh, that's why everybody saw that except for me that I was do I was in this victim mentality and I was like, oh, poor me, poor me, poor me, even though I would say like, don't pity me. I was pitying myself. Yeah. And then my life just changed. So no more nightmares. Uh, now I, I quit my job. I divorced. Uh, I told all my children, because I have four, well, I have four children, two from me and two my ex-husband, but I raised his children as well. So I have, I consider them mine. So in 2020, I said, I'm sorry, but I'm leaving all of you. I love you all, but you're all adults. You all have your life, your jobs, and I need to, I need to heal and I need to leave. And the only way I can heal is to leave, to think about me for the first time in my life. Yes. Yes. Which was so hard. It is. We, our society really has this, this backwards way of looking at things. There's, there's three things I want to pull out of what you just said, because it was all just gold. Um, <laughs> we have, we have a backwards way of looking at things that we have to put others first and that putting ourselves first is selfish. And that is absolutely untrue because if you aren't healed, if you aren't pouring into your own cup every single day, you aren't going to have the energy and the wherewithal to even be able to help anyone else because you're not taking care of yourself. That was the first thing. Yeah. The second thing is, um, I want to know what Tony Robbins event you're going to. Oh no, it's not the Tony Robbins. It's the Joe Dispenza. Sorry. Oh, I listened okay. to, to Joe Dis uh, to Tony Robbins as well, but Joe Dispenza I'm going to, because I still have a little bit, even though I started Reiki and I done Reiki to heal my body because even though I've removed a lot of the trauma, I still have pain or um, discomfort. And if I go for long walks, I still have like an uncomfortable feeling in my back and it like there's tension. So I know that Joe Dispenza will help me help me get to that next level where I'll literally be able to heal everything. And I and I met someone in Mexico because uh, I've been traveling a lot. Like I'm in Costa Rica right now. And I actually started in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. I stayed here for six months. So from November to May, uh, healing, well, which I thought I was doing. And I did heal a bit, but I didn't heal like, like deep down under the tissue kind of healing. Yeah. And then I went to Colombia and then I started even more healing and, and learning more things and going a little bit deeper. And then I went to Mexico. I went to San Cristobal de las Casas and the energy in that town is just like next level. Like there's temescals where you can just like go in. It's like a sauna and you do sound healing and you do a prayer, singing prayers and everybody is there to clean. So we all clean together and it was just like so emotional. And there's like four doors that they call it where they, you go through like when you were a child and then when you were like a teenager and then an adult and then where you are now and you're just like cleaning each level. And then every time I come out of there, I'm just like crying. <laughs> I keep thinking that I'm good. And then I just like go even deeper. And yeah, so Joe Dispenza is going to be in January till so a week long retreat where people have cured themselves of their cancers, cured themselves of diabetes, cured themselves of blindness. Like he has a technique 
and backed by science, like how impactful his retreats are, are just like unexplainable. So I'm very excited. I uh, I met Joe Dispenza through Tony Robbins because he spoke at one of Tony Robbins events that I went to, which is why I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to Tony Robbins because my I went to Unleash the Power Within with Tony mm-hmm. Robbins. And that event is what actually led to me leaving my abusive relationship. So oh, wow. Tony Robbins and my best friend saved my life. And then mm-hmm. um, I met Joe Dispenza through there. And then now I'm, I'm reading three of his books right now. And yeah, I'm using his meditation techniques right now. And they are just amazing. Everything yeah. he talks about is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it's just getting you, it's getting you to that frequency yes. that you need to get to, to be able to heal properly. Yes. So when you think about all of these tools that you've learned over the last how long has it been? Two years? Yeah, two years, almost three years now. Yeah. When you think about all these tools, what which one was the most healing for you? Learning to put me first. Mm-hmm. The day that I made that decision that I needed to come first, and I know it it's not it's not like meditation or or whatever, but the day that I said I was important enough Gosh, yes. that I, I was worth, <laughs> I'm getting emotional, sorry. Yeah. Like but to put myself first and think of me and say, I love all of you. But if, if I don't take care of myself, I'm literally going to die. And my cancer is going to come back and I can't go through that again. I can't. It was, it was too hard. I. I almost died on the operating table and then I almost died when I had my first chemo session because it was so intense. They never saw this cancer before, so they never they didn't know how to deal with it. So they gave me the maximum that any human being could take. And they didn't even know if I would survive that first treatment because it was so intense. And they're like, but you have to because the cancer is so aggressive that you need this. And I'm just like, I almost had a heart attack. Like I, I, I was able to see all the veins in my eyes. Like I thought I was going to, I was going blind. I couldn't breathe. My heart was, I could see my heart like pumping out of my chest. And I'm just like, and I looked at my ex-husband. We were still married at the time. And I, I'm just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> don't think. So the day that I said I am important and I need to pass before anybody else now is a day that 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 was my most empowering and my most most helpful tool was to say that I'm worth it that's amazing I hope that everyone listening knows that they are worth it that their life their health their mental health is worth it putting yourself first yeah because like I always had, I always took care of everybody else. But I was never all like a, when I was younger, my sister and I were just like taking care of each other through the, the trauma. And then when I was alone, I was taking care of my children and not thinking about me. Like they came first. So I would bring them to like hockey so that we could get out of the house as much as possible. Cause when they were in the house, it wasn't a good, 
wasn't a good environment for them. So, mm-hmm. and then I even sent them to their grandmother so that I, they didn't have to deal with the situation as much as possible. Like 99% of the time they weren't even in the house because I didn't want them to have to deal with it. So they had really good friends where I sent, I said, Oh, why don't you just go sleep over at your friend's house this weekend? Cause it'll be, it'll be fun and you'll get to have fun. And, and in the meantime, while well, I was getting tortured at home. So I knew that it was better for them to be out of the house so that they didn't have to hear or see what was going on. Yeah. So putting myself first was so important. And if anybody is listening and is thinking about, Oh my God, well, if I do that, then someone's going to pay for it. No, no one's going to pay for it in the end. You're going to survive your situation and you're going to empower yourself by putting yourself first. And then once you start doing that little by little, you're going to be in a place where you're totally unstoppable. Like now, that's one of my favorite songs. Like I'm really unstoppable. I, I'm a warrior. I know that I am. I, I don't say that I'm a survivor because I don't like that word. Yes, I've survived many different situations. I survived death. Like, I don't even know how many times I lost count so many times that mm. I had a near death experience that now I'm just a warrior and I know that I'm invincible. I'm unstoppable and I'm just growing every day and anyone can do it. Amazing. I love it. When you think about um, when you left, because it sounds like you were still with your ex-husband when you started your cancer treatment and it wasn't until after the cancer treatment that, that you actually left. Oh, a hold. Sorry. Don't mean to interrupt, but they're two different people. The father of my children, I never married. Uh, I married uh, a man later on, like two years later, two, three years later, after I left my, the father of my children. That's why I say the father of my children and my husband, my ex-husband, because they're different. For, so I didn't mention that. Um, but I left the father of my children in uh, 2008 when I was 33. Okay. I got it now. So when Sorry. you left, yeah. what do you feel like you struggled with the most? Um, knowing where to go, what to do, leaving everything. I had nothing when I, when, when I left, uh, two weeks before I left was the worst experience of my life. He literally beat me, raped me for 24 hours. And then, and then I said like, okay, when I'm like, I had already given him a a time limit. I said, when I'm 33 and when my birthday hits, when I turn 33, if you have not changed, I'm out. Like I finally gave him a time limit and I think I did it on purpose and I did it to myself, but every month starting from January, 2008, I gave him a time limit because my birthday was in June. My birthday is in June. So I started in January. I'm like, okay. So I, when the, when the month was ending, I'm like, okay, you have five months now. Like that last month was horrific. You haven't changed anything. So you have a choice. Like it's either you change or I'm gone. And then in February, and then in eight March, in April, and I would always tell him, you have like this much time left, you have this, and it, it kept getting worse, and worse, and worse, because I kept giving him the timeline and kept getting shorter, and he knew he wasn't able to accomplish it. So he would get angrier and angrier and more dangerous and more dangerous. But I think I needed to do that. I needed to show myself that he was never going to change no matter what I tried. 
I tried to help him because we kind of had like difficult, we had almost the same childhood. His was a little bit worse than mine. So you can just imagine like he was abused. He was beaten by his cousins for, for like years. So he was raped and beaten by his cousins. Like I had my stepfather who, who, who abused me, but he never, uh, he never beat me, but well, except for one, but all I have to say is that I needed, I needed to do that timeline. And then in May, two weeks before I left, that was just like that proof that like I, I lost cons consciousness six times at least. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, that was the first time he actually punched me in the face. And I was, my whole, my whole right side was just like purple. And I had to go to work. Mm. And I didn't go to work for three days because I was just praying that this, this face would just like go back to normal within three days. But it was so bad. Like there was no way that was happening. So then when, when my birthday hit and he did it again, like he beat me again, just like, okay, I'm sorry, but I'm gone. And then I just, he wanted drugs. It was like seven o'clock in the morning because he was a drug addict, a, uh, an alcoholic. So he lifted me up and he, he slammed me against the wall. And he says, you have five seconds to go get me it. If not, you're going to die. And I'm just like, okay, go in the room, go sleep, go relax. I'll go get it. I'll be back in half an hour maximum. It's like, you better if not. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so my children, children, sorry, were actually sleeping in the living room. And that was the first time that they actually slept in the living room in a really long time. And I think the universe planned it like that because I was just like able to just like go, like move them slowly, just like, no, no words. Let's go. Mm -hmm. So they grabbed each their blanket. They had their shoes at the door, which like oh was gosh. weird because normally they're all over the place. So the shoes were at the door. They grabbed their blankets. They were in their pajamas and I took them and we left and we didn't make a sound like yeah. There's no way he knew that they were actually moving because it was like they were like so quiet. And then we found a police in the middle of the street downtown, and and then I went to a shelter. But yeah, if I didn't leave that day, I was never going to make it out alive. Yeah. There's no way. So I knew that. The strength it took to to do that is is amazing. It was a. Uh, was a, it was a day. <laughs> it was a, it was a day. So we've talked about the tools that you've used to heal. I'm interested in knowing, you know, what you are currently doing because you're traveling the world. Mm -hmm. How are you affording and paying for? Cause I know a lot of people are going to have that question paying for these alternative healing methods and traveling the world and living your best life? Well, I have two companies. So I work with Enagic, so the Kangen water machine. So it's a filtration that uh, helped me because I had IBS my whole life. Mm -hmm. And since I've had this machine, it's it's gone. So that's why I bought the machine. I'm like, that, that's like insane. <laughs> so now I sell that machine. So that gives me commissions. And I started trading just recently. Mm -hmm. Um so that I make commissions on trades that I do, like crypto and, and stuff like that. And I also sold my house. So I had built a house with my ex-husband in 2016. When I got cancer, I was building my house at the same time. Wow. It was just like, 
So I was in the hospital and my ex-husband was building the house. It was just like craziness. So I built my house. We built in 2016 and then we sold it in May this year in 2021 in May. So I have that like, but I gave a lot of money to my ex-husband for the house. I, cause it was my land. So I had a little bit more money. I gave money to my children. I gave money to my sister, to my mom. So now I'm just living on this little cushion, but I do have commissions from the crypto and from the Enagic as well. So, so those are just things that I'm building while I have money. And I also go to places that don't cost me that much. Mm -hmm. And Mexico, you can live on almost nothing. Like Mexico is just insanely inexpensive. So if anybody wants to go anywhere, like I've been to Colombia, it was a little bit more expensive. Um, but actually not compared to Costa Rica. Costa Rica is the most expensive place. Um, it kind of resembles Canada, oddly enough. I wasn't expecting it to be so expensive, but it is. Like, But anyway, so Mexico, I think, is the best place. If somebody wants to heal, mm -hmm. they have a lot of amazing places and they, ha they have a lot of techniques to literally clean yourself inside and out. And I also learned Reiki in, uh, in Mexico. So now I can help others with the Reiki if they need, uh, which I've been helping a, a girl in, in the States. So you can do it at distance, which is really awesome. So yeah, I've been doing little things to make money, which, which helps with the traveling. That's amazing. I love it. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons that I specifically focus on female entrepreneurs recovering from abuse, because I feel like, especially if you have children, but for anyone, having a business is the best way to create freedom for yourself, both time freedom and financial freedom, because mm -hmm. you get to choose your schedule. You get to choose how you work and when you work and where you work. So yeah. I think it's super helpful for women leaving an abusive relationship and trying to figure out how they're going to do it with kids and taking mm -hmm. care of everything alone. And working can be very difficult <laughs> when yeah. you have kids, right? Like there's so many things you have to take off for and being an entrepreneur and having a business gives you that flexibility. Yeah. And creating your personal brand, mm -hmm. like creating your brand, not somebody else's brand. Like even though I work with crypto and, and, and magic, like that's not what I talk about when I'm online. Like I talk about me and my travels and where I am and what I'm doing. And, mm -hmm. and then people say, what do you, how do you, how can you afford that? And then I'm just like, well, if you want to know, I'll send you a DM and then we'll get into the conversation. But yeah. I know that the things that I have chosen for my, for me, entrepreneurial wise is the best. And now I'm looking to start something with the Reiki as well. And I also want to open my foundation uh, mm -hmm. in June. So that's going to be for women who have lived through domestic violence as well. So we're on the same page, uh, but I want to bring them on shopping sprees. I haven't yet found anybody who does that. I haven't found, I found shelters who give stuff, but I haven't found anybody who actually can bring people on shopping sprees. So that's my goal is to do that and all around the world, because there's, I found so many domestic violence shelters, even in Japan, Australia, like places that I was just like, hmm, maybe they don't have, but Japan, I didn't think they had, but they have three. <laughs> I think it's like three, three foundations. And so I would like to, uh, that's my goal. So 
hopefully in June or July is when that's going to be started. Mm -hmm. We'll have to stay connected for that, for uh, the nonprofit that I'm starting, which is uh, Rise Restoration Ranch for women leaving an abusive relationship. And it's a uh, two to four or three to four year program that provides housing and counseling and all of the therapy awesome. things needed to, to really heal. Yeah. Yeah, that it's it's important because when you leave, like when I left, I was in the shelter for only three weeks, just because my kids were just like, "Mom, we can't take it anymore." Like, there's so many rules, and you never had this many rules, and I can't take it. <laughs> and I'm just, and they're like, "Please let us go home. Let's find a home." And I'm like, "Okay, well, where do you want to go?" And then we talked about a different few places. And then they mentioned one in particular. And I said, okay, we find a place within the next three days. That's where we're going to go. It literally took me a half an hour. Oh my gosh. I, wa I went down one street in the city that they wanted to go. I saw a sign. I called her. She came right away. We had a conversation and I rented the apartment like that. It was just like, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I'm like, what just happened? That was awesome. Yeah. Your kids manifested the perfect apart perfect apartment. <laughs> they did, they did. They could have uh, chose one that was a little bit less expensive, but it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's okay. Well, Teresa, it's been so great talking with you today. How can Same. listeners connect with you if they would like to know more about you, about the therapies you've been through, or about your your products that you're selling? Well, uh, Teresa Fraga Kangen on Facebook, and I put Kangen there just to have the re the relatability. Um, and just my name, Teresa Fraga, on Instagram, and same on TikTok. Uh, I'm there too. And hopefully soon, I'm working on starting my podcast. Um, and I also have a Facebook group, Inspiring Souls. So I love it. Amazing. Yeah. And ladies, all of those links will be in the show notes for you. So be sure to go and check out the show notes and connect with Teresa. Teresa, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was a, it was awesome to speak with you. You too. Hey there, lovely ladies. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you have experienced abuse and trauma in your past, I invite you to sign up for my free course, Heal, where I will be teaching you three steps to rapidly experience healing, take control of your life and business, and create financial independence for you and your family. Head on over to a tenaciouswoman.com backslash heal to sign up today.